Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and I'm joined by Greg Browning to preview this week's football in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Hello, yes, good to be back. International games are now finished. Patrons until when? When's the next international break? Yeah, June? June, June, yeah. yeah, yeah. A solid three months now of domestic football, which is great. Yeah, about the proper business end of the season, aren't we? Um, and we've also got David McDonald with us from Pie and Bobble. How's it going, David? Are you fighting fit? Uh, I'm currently fighting COVID, and oh, I'm, I'm very pleased that you've used my Sunday name. Actually, it's normally only my wife that gets to call me David. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, glad to be on, guys. And like Greg says, very glad to see the back of an international break, especially when we only had friendlies. It was it's been pretty dismal week. Yeah, however, how exciting is it to have Scotland in the World Cup draw on Friday? Uh, that is exciting. Yeah, and I think. I took great heart from actually from the two games. I don't. I mean, I thought we played pretty well in, in phases. I know we were a little bit fortunate uh, last night at times, but I like the way we're playing, and I think we've got a real good chance of beating Wales if and when we get to play them. Um, yeah. I seen, so, I've seen someone suggest we just need to get Ryan Porteous in the squad and just get him to take out Gareth Bale early doors. And <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Greg wouldn't disagree with that, would you, Greg? No, not at all. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, we can all look forward to Friday the draw, it's Friday tea time. And then uh, yep. just having Scotland in there, <laughs> albeit we're potentially two games away from it, but uh, it'll be a, a rare moment of excitement for the Tartan Army, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to it. Only for the inevitable disappointment somewhere in <laughs> somewhere in June, no doubt. So, Greg, we've got a little bit of a fractured fixture card this weekend. Um, we've got the Challenge Cup final on Sunday. We've got a couple of games on Friday. But we've got six Premiership games to look forward to, uh, including Celtic v Rangers on Sunday. Yes, yeah, action-packed. Every single team has something to play for which is great at this time of the season. Uh, we've got two games left before the split. We'll then have the split of five games for each team. But it's all to play for. I think other than the Hearts, who are coasting clear in third, can't catch either Celtic or Rangers. They've got a Scottish Cup semi-final to look forward to against Hibs um, next weekend. So I think for every club this weekend, all to play for, and hopefully we'll see some great games. Yeah, I think that's good. Pull you up when you said every team had something to play for. I think Hearts are probably the only ones that don't. Um, and further down divisions, Kelty Hearts, congratulations to them. They tied up that League Two title. Yeah, it was probably one of the most obvious and post selections you'll get. I think Kelty Hearts, they were head and shoulders above everyone else. I kind of huffed and puffed a little bit over the last couple of months. A lot of draws, a lot of narrow wins, but ultimately being the best team in League 2 by quite some distance and they'll be a great addition to, to League 1. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see just how far their journey will take them but um, certainly teams in League 1 won't be welcoming the might of Kelty Arts and what they bring to the league um, as they try to climb their way up the tables. Uh, so anyway, we'll get stuck into the Premiership. We've got five games on Saturday. We're going to start off with Dundee v Aberdeen. Um, we kind of spoke last time, I think, Greg, about how Dundee fans had almost kind of chucked it a wee bit with the appointment of Mark McGee and the subsequent results. They're now winless in six. Aberdeen got a much-needed win last time out against Hibs. Jim Goodwin's first, I think, as Gaffer up there. Um, but Aberdeen have got a really good record in this fixture, haven't they? Well, so on that note, um, Dundee have beaten Aberdeen once in 18 matches. And that was the last time the teams played at Dens. 
And I remember that because I had exactly the same conversation now that I'm going to have that I had then with you about Dundee's record against Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. It's woeful. Um, 14 wins, three defeats, and just one defeat for Aberdeen against Dundee. And what a time to be playing Dundee. They have absolutely chucked it on the pitch, off the pitch, apathy, right, left, and centre. And uh, the best thing that ever happened to Dundee was bringing in Mark McGee. And that's says, from a St. Says St. Johnson fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from what I'm hearing, um, it's just a shambles that the players aren't happy with Mark McGee. Um, they're not winning matches. There's complete apathy in the fans. Fans aren't turning up anymore. There'll be more Aberdeen fans here on Saturday than Dundee fans. They're four points adrift now, and they really are in danger of being isolated um, with, with what five, six games to go. Yeah, and I think also from an Aberdeen point of view, they've still got plenty to play for, unbelievably. Tenth in the table. Um, they've got Ross County at home next week. And looking at that table, they're so bunched up together between four and tenth. Uh, Aberdeen could actually move into fifth. If it's it's actually, that way it's actually four points off fourth, Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. And they've been so bad this season. Um, I wouldn't slate the league too much, but as I keep saying most weeks recently, it's, it's a poor league this season. But it'll be very competitive, and the next couple of weeks are going to be very exciting. Um, just on Aberdeen's away form, though, again, scandalous. One win in 18 away from home. Yeah. And guess who that was against? Dundee. No, St Johnston. <laughs> so it doesn't count. Jim's oh, okay. <laughs> laughing away there. But yeah, one defeat, one victory, sorry, in 18. Is just diabolical. Mm. Like when there's any any Aberdeen side that I can remember anyway, even when they were really poor, um, only winning once away in 18 matches. So I think they've sold about three and a half thousand tickets for this game, Aberdeen. They'll be, I wouldn't say full of confidence after beating Hibs, but certainly a much needed win for Jim Goodwin. And they've got a sensational record against Dundee. It's yeah. really hard to make a case for Dundee in this match. If I'm guessing it. Greg has kind of stolen some of your thunder there with some of the stats that he's rhymed off already. Yeah, I had um, the same sort of st- exactly the same stats. One additional one is that Aberdeen have only kept two clean sheets in the last 23 away games in their Premiership, and both of them were in Perth. Um, so they <laughs> they they do late goals, um, but I do think they have got a massive lift from that last game against Hibs. Uh, I do fancy them here. Um, it beatens referee as well, so I've 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 kind of gone with a over one and a half match goals and over one and a half Dundee cards, which is a kind of wee bet builder double one point eight six. That's what I kind of came up with, but I think over two and a half goals in this game might be a shout as well. I think me and Greg spoke about this this afternoon because Dundee Dundee have to win. Dundee absolutely have to win. Aberdeen have to win. I mean, you got two teams that have to win. Then you would like to think you see a few goals. Um, so I think over two and a half goals in this game might be a wee outside shout as well, 2.75, which seems very generous to me. Yeah, Greg, Dundee's been one of the teams that have been banging the drum from a discipline point of view, haven't we, this season? Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain that Bet365 had this match at 4-7 for Dundee to get two cards. And I'm sure they rectified it very, very quickly. Because mm. I could not believe my eyes <laughs> when I saw that. It's one to four now for two Dundee cars. But as they've said, great to add that into a bet builder. And yeah, Dundee's disciplinary record's pretty poor um, alongside quite a few other sides in the league. Mm-hmm. But but I do like the look at goals as well in this match. Aberdeen to win the match is six to five, which I think is reasonable. But given Aberdeen's away form, it does give you the jitters a little bit. Um, in terms of my angle for this match... I've got Aberdeen not to lose the game 
and two match goals and to kind of back up his dev point, both teams need to get a win here. So it's, it should be a quite an open match. Over 2.5 goals in fractions is 7-4. And if you back the Asian goal line, now the Asian goal line's been really good to us this season, I think. Yeah. And you're getting 11-10 to 10 on over two Asian goals. So that's money back if there's two goals scored. I can't see there not being two goals scored in this match. So for me, it's almost a free hit at getting um, over 2.5 goals at 11 to 10. Yeah, if you're getting the money back. Uh, Dad, remind us what your bet on this one is going to be. Uh, over one and a half match goals and over one and a half Dundee cards. Okay, so a couple of bet builders, similar <clears throat> similar theme, um, but we'll recap those at the end of the podcast. The only thing I was going to say on this is I'm not seeing any bookies who are giving prices on a top six finish, but you'd have to think that if Aberdeen win their two remaining games, then that's a bit of a shoe in. Yeah, I think because each team's going to cut each other's throats, I yeah. think between now and then, they've got a great chance of collecting six points in the last two games. And I would say, I'd agree, if they get two wins in the last two games, they'll be top six, yeah. which for me is great for St Johnston. I would rather be playing a Ross County or a Livingston in the post-split matches rather than Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. I think just generally there's probably a better addition to the, that final top six than and some of the other teams that are kind of hovering around there. So, you know, again, like it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be quiet. Uh, Aberdeen 2.50 and Beckham 6.5 to finish top six. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think that's, so that's what's at 64. That's got to be worth a wee, a wee shout, hasn't it? Mm. St. Martin are six to one to finish in the top six. Ah, oh, fill your boots. Okay, next up, we'll have a wee look at Hibs Feed and D United. Um, and again, another two teams, are they currently third, third and fourth, sorry, fourth and fifth in the table? Um, there are thereabouts. I'm not really sure how this one's going to, going to play out. I think from a from a season-long perspective, I think most neutrals would be would be quite pleased to see Dundee United get that top six finish. I think they've done pretty well. Greg? Well, first of all, I think I tweeted at the start of the week, no, in fact, last week, because they had prices out quite early. How on earth can Hibs be three to four? to win this match. I think that's a disgraceful price. Yeah. For a team who's above them in the league and the, the form that Hibs are in, one win in 11 in the league for Hibs. Um, they got through that Scottish Cup game at Motherwell, but other than that, it's been pretty grim for Hibs at the moment, not scoring goals, uh, one win in six at home. And I guess the biggest piece of that is they've only scored once in one of their last five home games. So they've drawn a blank in four of their last five home games. So yeah. there's absolutely no way Hibs should be three or four. And how many times have I said that over the years? <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose the mantra, if you take nothing else from this podcast, it's not to back Hibs at home at <laughs> odds on, isn't it? Absolutely. And they're playing the United side too. Dev, obviously you'll know when they played you boys last two weeks ago, you don't know what to get with United sometimes. Sometimes they look really void of any attacking threat, and other times they turn up and they, they play some good stuff. Yeah, I must admit, um, our place first half they were pretty poor, but they made some changes at half time, and I, I was really impressed with them. Second half, I thought they thought they fully deserved the win. Actually, and they played really well. Um, and there are that three points or the extra two points they got with that last second goal really did push them right up there. So they, they're only one win away now from taking a top six place. So. And they've got 
They've got Dundee last game as well, so they'll really fancy their chances. And they also won 3-0 at Easter Road earlier in the season, so they'll have no uh, no, uh, no qualms about going to Easter Road and, and, and looking for that win that will get them that top six place. So, yeah, it's, it's got all the makings, again, of a, a good open game, I think. Yeah, Greg, I suppose one argument for a Hibernian win is that they've got a particularly good record in this fixture as well, similar to how Aberdeen's record against Dundee. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've got them down as winning what seven of the last ten meetings. They've only lost one in the last ten meetings against the United, so they actually do have a pretty decent record against them. In terms of the angle for this match, initially I was looking at cards uh, over three point five. Match card was four to five, which I thought which I thought was very reasonable. That didn't last long though, um, and I shared that on the channel before we recorded the podcast today. So. A couple of angles, possibly. Hibs have collected two or more cards now in 12 of their last 13 games. Um, Dungeon United have seen over 3.5 cards in 11 of their last 14 games. So I, I don't think there'll be a shortage of cards in this game. Uh, both sides got plenty of candidates. Obviously, 3.5 is a bit short now, 8 to 13, but both sides to get two cards is 6 to 5. So I'm going to have to try and be a bit inventive now because the 4 to 5 is obviously gone. Unless we can get a 4 to 5 shot somewhere else. Not seen that yet. Um, it's only Wednesday, so I think some bookies are pretty slow in getting card markets out. Mm-hmm. But if you can get 4 to 5 and 3.5 cards, definitely take that. But I definitely wouldn't put anyone off backing both teams to get two cards at 6 to 5. Yeah, Hibs have got Hearts away next week, I think it is, in the, the league before they play in the Scottish Cup. So that's a pretty tough fixture, you know, if they're trying to get a top six place if they don't win uh, on Saturday. Um, so they'll be desperate to get the three points this week so that they can go to Hearts with an element of that pressure off if there ever is such a thing in an Edinburgh derby. Uh, Dev, you got any bets for us on this one? Yeah, I quite fancy corners on this. Um, there was actually, I mean, there's 20 corners in Paisley when we played Dundee United last and I had a look at Dundee United's last away games. Uh, 16, 16, 20, 6, 5 and 20. So they had a, a wee low for a couple of games and but loads and loads of corners and Hibs last four at home 10, 11, 11 and 12 so I like the look of both teams to get over three corners which is uh, 1.845 I think that looks pretty solid uh, last time the two met at Easter Road it was 14 uh, 8-6 to United and at Tannadice it was 12 both teams hit 6 so I think that these two teams again both going for it both uh, desperate for the three points. There should be an open game, plenty of attacking, hopefully plenty of corners. I think over three corners each team looks pretty solid. I think that's a great shout. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thank you, Greg. I do, I really like that one. Um, <laughs> what I would say as well is you're probably taking the five to six on Dungeon United because there's no way Hibs won't get four corners on Saturday at home. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely get four, so you're really just relying on United to get the four. Yeah. which going by those figures they, they should do and initially I thought you were going to go for over 19.5 match corners <laughs> uh, I, might, I might have to put that on now as a, a wee outsider Collars has not been kind to me this season but I just find uh, when I looked at those numbers and it just, it just looks screaming for, for corners and Easter Road usually is a good stadium for corners for yeah. whatever reason keep, keep your anger from intros we'll speak about them in League One oh don't <laughs> Uh, okay, I think that's a brilliant find. They've well done. Very good. Uh, over what would we say? Over three corners. Both teams over three corners, yeah. Yeah, 45.8. Good stuff. Uh, next up, we've got Mullerville v St Mirren. Uh, I have one line of notes for this one, Devin. I think you're probably the same. 
Yeah, it's it's a very very tough game to call. Um, historically, a really really tight game. Um, I think four uh, four of the last five meetings between the two teams have been draws. Six of the last nine. Um, we don't tend to do too badly uh, for Park, but at the same time, we're not playing particularly well. And Motherwell obviously aren't playing well either. So. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say. I've, I've just written down no bet. Uh, it's obviously my own team, and, and I don't like betting it on or against my own team. But I just I can't see any angle here that I really like um, corners or anything that just doesn't appeal. Nothing appeals to me here. Greg, I've got a feeling you're going to get weighed into Motherwell's current form at the moment. Oh, absolutely. I've been waiting all week for this. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, I saw Motherwell at close quarters against us um, in Perth two weeks ago. Uh, they took an early lead through Van Veen, who's probably been their kind of standout player this season. Not only on the goal front, but he's had 13 bookings this year, Van Veen, which is ridiculous. Um, still got seven games to go, and he's got he's got 13 bookings for a striker. But... Ultimately, Motherwell fans, and I think Dev's been kind of speaking about this as well on on Pie and Bovril on Twitter anyway, is that Motherwell fans are becoming very, very restless with Graham Alexander. And it's kind of understandable. One win in 12, and that one win in 12 is a Scottish Cup win no, yeah, Scottish Cup against Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, no wins in 11 in the league. They've lost to us, they've lost to Dundee, they've lost to Dundee United, they've lost to Ross County. They're losing to teams in around them and about them, which isn't good either. But they play a St Mirren side who, what, five defeats in six? And that only victory, I think, so far for the new manager was that 94th minute um, winner at Dundee that they've still celebrating, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so it's two teams not in great form. I don't think you can pick a winner here. I did find a great start, though. Um, the home side have only won this fixture once in the last 15. Nice. So, it's, so it's not a fixture that um, the home side does well in. And that's probably why they're talking about sitting there and doing well at Motherwell. <laughs> because no home side's getting results in this match. Yeah. But from a betting angle, though, I really don't know what where you go with this one. I could not pick a winner. Motherwell are 8-15 to to get two bookings. In fact, that's when I looked at that earlier today. That may have changed now. I don't know what happened to Brett Thesis' five cards today, but they've also made an arse with it and they've placed them all wrong. Um, so they might be 8-15, to 15, so they might not be. Mm-hmm. But St Mirren don't get many cards, to be fair. I think St Mirren are one of the cleanest teams in the league behind Celtic and Rangers. I think they're the third best in terms of discipline. We don't pick up many bookings, but we're second for red cards. <laughs> so, <laughs> second behind Hibs. Yeah, second behind Hibs. We um, we have it a lot of reds, but not very many yellows. It's quite bizarre. Um, we obviously we we are missing our goalkeeper as well tomorrow on Saturday because he got sent off in the last game. Oh yeah, so. he he probably wins you about. 23 points a season so he does but he's, he's back up Dean Linus is actually really good so I'm not massively concerned about that um, but yeah we don't I don't know this game just I don't really know what to expect advice here would be no bet no bet, no bet. Yes, and is... what I would do is we'll throw that into the over 1.5 accumulator that we'll speak about in about 10 minutes yeah. just generally Div what's the how well has Robinson's appointment gone down now that he's been at the club for a few weeks his appointment went down really well at the time and and I think we're still all kind of giving them the benefit but 
It's not been great, I'm not going to lie. You know, results haven't been great. Some of the substitutions, you know what it's like. When, when things aren't going well, people start picking on all sorts of formations, substitutions, all sorts of stuff. It's, it's it's not been great. But then again, you know, before Christmas, we went 11 games without a win under Jim Goodwin. It's we, We've got some good players, we definitely do, and we, we have it in us to play really well at times, but we also have it in us to be shit. And that's not really changed. Um I'm kind of panicking a wee bit because I'm thinking if we lose on Saturday and St Johnston win, I'm not sure I could bear only being six points ahead of St Johnston. Um, so I'm panicking a wee bit. I'm really hoping that we win on Saturday and or St Johnston lose um, because I really don't want St Johnston breathing down our necks. Um, but yeah, it's it's jury's out. I think we're already starting to buy players for next season and get his business done. So I'm I'm still quite confident it'd be a good appointment. And I guess for Motherwell, Greg, top six finish really is required for Alex Graham Alexander really just to keep the rules from the door. Absolutely, I think if they were to lose this match, then I think there would be proper calls for him to go. Mm. I think it's probably split fifty fifty at the moment. Me being a bit generous, it's probably maybe have seventy thirty um, against him. But just, I'm, and I'm basing that what I see on social media. Uh, but I always find that's quite a good place to go sometimes to get fans' views. And if they were to lose this match again against a fellow team um, competing for top six and a team that Motherwell fans should be thinking, Do you know what, we can get a result here. So yeah, I think there's be a lot of pressure on uh, Graham Alexander in order to lose this and I guess for Stephen Robinson too he doesn't want to go six defeats and seven does he? No No absolutely not No, and I think we played Rangers in our last game before the split so this really is our last chance Sullen uh, to get any chance of top six I already think that's gone to be honest but um, we have to win this. So I suppose I'm looking forward to the um, looking forward to the sports scene highlights and the four all epic. <laughs> <laughs> we had a four all game. Yeah, here, I was uh, going to say that was just back in 2020, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you never know. Places but we did throw away a four one lead. We did throw away a four one lead. Just quickly scrambling to see what the price of a four four is. Um, <laughs> it's um, one hundred. Oh, it's not giving me the option of four four. <laughs> There you go. Oh, it was 3 3. Uh, yeah, some bookies, I think SBK do any other scoreline once you get past a certain score, which is sometimes worth taking on as well. So that might be worth having a wee look at. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. I think yeah, no bet across the board for that one. Uh, next up, we're going to have a look at Ross County v Hearts. And again, Ross County, amazing turnaround in this season considering how they started it. Um, host Hearts, who yeah, that third place looks pretty secure for them. They've got the Edinburgh Derby, two Edinburgh Derbys coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, this game, there's quite a lot of draws in the previous meetings between these two sides, Greg, seven in the last ten meetings. Yeah, I think Hearts as well, historically, they don't travel well, Hearts. And I've labelled this for the last couple of seasons now, that the Hearts away form in the Premiership isn't great. Um, they pick up a lot of their points at home. They have improved this season, and they did go through that sticky patch about maybe a month or so ago when they had no one in five. But since then, though, they've been flying. Mm-hmm. Um, four wins and a draw. They've scored two goals, at least two goals, sorry, in each of those last five games. And they pretty much um, secured, they have, they've secured third spot already in the league, which is fantastic. They've got European football to look forward to. And they've got the big one, the Edinburgh Derby in the Cup semi-final in a few weeks. So all going very well for Hearts at the moment. 
And for Ross County as well, very difficult start. They did have a tough start fixture-wise, but they've got a couple of James on that side who have been a pleasure to watch, actually, this season. Uh, Charles Cook, obviously, the main one yeah. for them at the moment. But at home, Ross County, one defeat in 10. Very, very solid. Only Celtic have gone there and won the last 10 matches. They've scored in 14 consecutive home games now, Ross County. So to put that into context, they've scored in every home game this season, apart from their first game of the season uh, against St Johnston, which finished 0-0. Yeah. So always lots of goals in Dingwall. I think we should see goals here on on Saturday too. It really depends if um, Robbie Nielsen's going to rest any players in mind for the following week's cup game against Stowe. Is it the cup game first or the no, league, first? league game first? League game first. So it should be a full strength head, a heart, sorry, um, depending on who's available. But nothing jumping out at me as such, but I do think we'll see goals in this game. Yeah. Dev, any angles from your point of view? Yeah, I've kind of written down a lot of the same as Greg. I kind of, I, I do fancy County to score. My kind of bet builder double here was County to score and over two County corners, which is Again, 45, 1.8. Uh, County have hit four or more corners in 10 of their 12 home games. Um, they've only lost one of the last 10 games at home, and that was a really narrow loss to Celtic. So I, I think they'll give Hearts a real good game. Again, they've, they've got to Patoji next. They'll know that this is their best chance of getting the three points that they need to, to kind of keep their top six uh, hopes alive and I think Hearts will definitely have one eye even though Hamden's a couple of weeks away they'll have one eye on that they've got players coming back from international duty they've got players coming back from injury they're, they're going to finish third no matter what so I, I'm not massively convinced they'll be hugely arsed about this one so I definitely fancy County to score and get a couple of corners uh, or three corners and that as I say 45 looks good to me Given the circumstances of what where both clubs are at, um, does six eighty five for Ross County to win this one feel a bit in the big side, Greg? It does, yeah, of course it does. Uh, just over three to one against a side again who don't who are obviously in good form at the moment, Hearts, but they they, they don't travel well. Uh, I think Ross County would fancy beating anyone um, on their day at home. So yeah. yeah, definitely a bit of value there in, in Ross County, I'd say. Okay. Um, so next up we've got last game in the Premiership on Saturday, the big one, Greg St Johnson v Livingston. Um it's gonna be an absolute blockbuster, isn't it? Well <laughs> um I haven't seen a two to one on over two point five goals this season yet in the Premiership until today. So the bookies have this match placed at two to one, which is the highest I've seen over two and a half goals scored in a match this season. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in a second I guess but it's a massive game for both teams again and as Div said at the start of the podcast every team has something to play for so I don't think it's going to be a nil-nil um, we, in fact I'm going to tell you right now this game will not be nil-nil on Saturday um, <laughs> it won't be um, we've definitely improved since the turn of the year uh, just three defeats in ten We've picked up four points in our last two games. A 0-0 draw at Hibs and a 2-1 win at home to Motherwell. And I must admit, I don't think we played that great in either game. Uh, the Motherwell match was a poor, poor match. Two poor teams. But the difference we've got, though, at the moment is Calm Henry. So Calm Henry's come back from Kilmarnock in January. He scored six goals in ten games. So six goals in what? Quarter of a season for us is tremendous. And he scored both goals 
in the 2-1 win at home to Motherwell, uh, a last-minute cracker uh, as well. So he's 5-1 to one to score first on Saturday, which I think is a massive price. And he's 11-5 to five to score any time. Mm-hmm. So if we are to score, the likelihood is it's going to come through him. Uh, saying that, we're playing a Livingston side who, again, they can be very happy with their season. Still right in the mix for, for top six. They have lost their last two games. But they again, they do enjoy booking too, as do we. So, very good chance we'll see cards here. Usual suspects, uh, Holt, Devlin, Murray Davidson to be starts. Dan Cleary's got five and ten games for us since he joined in January. And Sean Rooney just can't help himself get booked. <laughs> he, he really can. <laughs> so, definitely a, a nice little treble in there somewhere. Um, done pretty well with the trebles myself, actually, this season. It's just finding the right treble. There's so many candidates this season for cards in Scotland in terms of player cards. Uh, but if you stick to the main guys um, throughout the season, you'll definitely land a couple of trebles up. Uh, I think Holt and Cleadier will definitely be on my radar. Uh, to be fair, as well to everyone, was, I'm really, there's a five-fold, <laughs> five-player card accumulator for Saturday. In terms of the betting angle, it's a massive game for St Johnson in terms of if we win this match and Aberdeen do their job, we go seven points ahead of Dundee with a better goal difference. And for me, that's job done. Um, we can start looking up, um, catching St Mirren, hopefully. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but ultimately, <laughs> most of Johnson fans are pretty realistic that our main aim now is to finish 11th. We're on track to do that and we'll take care of anybody in the, in the playoff, I'd imagine given how those sides are performing at the moment. So for this match, for me, it's Johnson double chance, zero point, over 0.5 match goals and over 2.5 cards. And that pays even money. And I think that's a nice little bit boner. Yeah, and that would bode well. St Johnson win, coupled with indeed defeat would bode well for your bet on Dundee to finish bottom of the table as well. Yeah, it's going great guns at the moment. So with three bets that we shared in January... Kilmarnock to win the championship at 6-4, to they're now 1-4. to Dundee to finish bottom at 6-4, to they're now 1-4. to And the double. So we've got six, two 6-4 to shots and a 4-1 to double. Um, looking really good. And that's on track to return 24 points, um, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks. So that's good. Yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Dave, have you got an angle on this St. John's City Levy game? Yeah, well, I, I just wrote down that I've got in capital letters Kevin Clancy, right? So, <laughs> Kevin Clancy. Uh, I, I had a look at cards and corners on this one. Actually, over two and a half goals has landed both uh, times these two teams met this season because Livingston won 3 0 in Perth and St. Johnson won 2 1 in Livingston. But I do think corners, last time they met in Perth, St. Johnson won 12 2 in corners with 14 corners. And in Livingston, St. Johnson hit uh, six. Uh, to four, so there was 10 corners there, so I've written down a little bit, build a treble of uh, a card for each team in the second half, so over zero cards for Olivia, over zero second half cards for St Johnson, and over three St Johnson corners in the game, which is just a tad over evens, 2.05. Yeah, so you're very right to point out Kevin Clancy, who has the highest card count for all the referees in the Premiership, refereeing a game against Livingston, and St Johnson, <laughs> both of which are top of the, the crime count as well. Yeah. So I think before the end of this podcast, we need to nail Greg down on a <laughs> treble card. Yes. So, and, and while I'm talking, Greg, you can commit 
<laughs> right, I'm looking as you speak, right? You carry on talking. To, to three, three players that we should be backing to get booked in this game. Uh, and we'll have a quid on that one. Uh, that's us for, for the, the Saturday fixtures. I just wanted to finish off, Div, by highlighting the much maligned split in the Scottish Premiership, which is a, a fairly unique scenario. Um, but this weekend and next weekend, given the nature of where we're at and the league tables, it's so competitive. And then around that middle part of the league, it's just making for a really, really fascinating couple of weeks, which we wouldn't normally get if we didn't have the split. No, absolutely. I'm a massive fan. I've always been a huge fan of the split. I think it generates so much excitement after the split. Um, but this season, the excitement before it's just off the scale. I mean, you've got seven teams still going for three places uh, in the league. And there's genuine, genuine excitement about reaching that top six. Um, you've got uh, Dundee United uh, taking thousands of fans through to Hibs. They've already sold out the derby the last game of the season, the last game for the split. I know yeah, it is a derby. Yeah. You've got Aberdeen taking 3,000 to Dens Park, uh, as Greg said, one win in about 20 games away from home. doesn't matter. You know, their fans are up for it. They, they can see what's coming. Everybody's got a sniff of European football if you get into that top six. So, it's all to play for, and I think it's it's tremendous. And then, obviously, after the split, you've got the relegation uh, issue. And the title issue um, are going to be front and centre. I just think it's magic. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't really get uh, the complaints that it receives, because I think it's one of the best things we've ever done. Yeah, and I can't remember such an exciting finish to the season, certainly at this stage, um, you know, with so much at stake top of the league, top six and, you know, a couple of teams still battling out at the bottom. Which brings great us to na- see, sorry, great to see oh, how this weekend pans out in terms of the number of goals that we see and the number of cards because that should set the tone for the following week as well. Yeah. I think secretly we're expecting goals this weekend and the great thing is the bookies aren't. So there's going to be some great opportunities, I think, over the next couple of weeks on cards and goals. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say that brings us nicely to the game on Sunday at Ibrox Rangers v Celtic and this could and will go a long way to determining where the title goes uh, this season and it's been a long time since we've had such a competitive title race in Scotland so it's just great to see from a fan's point of view Celtic won the last game 3-0 at Celtic Park Div there were 60,000 Celtic fans there tables are now turned I think there's 700 Celtic fans going to be at Ibrox but there's going to be near enough 50,000 Rangers fans. Um, Bookies certainly seem to think that it's advantage Rangers, I guess, because of that um, home support. How do you see this one panning out? It's got all the makings of an absolute classic. I think uh, the dynamic, obviously, is Celtic can avoid defeat here. Then you've got to fancy them to go the distance and clinch the title. But if Rangers win this one, uh, I mean, they'll both be in 76 points, which would be incredible going into the split and it would make for an incredible finale of the season. I find it very tough to call, but Rangers have won the last four meetings, I think I'm right in saying, between the two at Ibrooks. Um, so they've definitely, in home advantage, they've not lost. I can't remember the last time they lost a the league game at Ibrooks. Was it? It was. Was it that uh, Hamilton possibly, game? The Hamilton yeah, game before could, could lockdown? Yeah. yeah so, I mean, it's a very tough ask for Celtic. I'm sure if you dolls offer a Celtic fan a draw on uh, Sunday, they wouldn't be too unhappy with that, um, given the, the, the way the league table is. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to go for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> Get your arse off that fence, McDonald. Uh, Greg? 
you prepared to put your neck on the line either way? Absolutely not. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the last game at Celtic Park was it was quite a fascinating first half. I've never seen a team batter the other opposite, other side of the old firm like that in that first half. Celtic three off at half time. This is going to be completely different though. It's at Ibrox. Rangers have obviously been in great form, not just domestically, but also in Europe as well. 11-8 to to win the match. I do agree that, that Celtic fans would be happy with the draw. Um, I don't think Ange will set up his team to go out for the draw, though. I don't think that's his nature, is to go and play for the draw. He'll go to win the match on, on yeah. Sunday. I know every manager would say that. They're going to go and try and win the match, but I think he probably will. Um, for Rangers, it's, it's must-not-lose for Rangers. I don't think a draw is a disaster for them. Still a long way to go. There's still another old firm game to go. Um, and there's going to be some tough games between now and the end of the season. But I think Rangers also got to factor in they've got European duties as well. Yeah. That will take its toll. Uh, it absolutely will take its toll. I think Rangers have got some tough, tough games on the Sunday after European games. One of them being a Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic. So for me, it's the usual card and corner angles in this match um, I think I actually backed unders in the last whole firm game um, I think the line set of 5.5 at the moment it's probably going to be there or thereabouts 5.5 mark but there's a couple of bet borders you can have I think Willie Collum's in charge yes. on Sunday and the usual spiel about being told to keep the cars in the pocket early doors let the game flow and Bobby Madden did a good job of that, to be fair, in the last Old Firm game. There was five bookings, but I think most of them came in the second half. So there's a possible bet border here, under 2.5 first half cards, and over 2.5 second half cards is even money. So that's quite a nice approach. And I also quite like the look of Rangers corners at 6-5 to to get six or more. So there's probably a little bet border in there somewhere. Um, we can see lineups as well in terms of trying to get maybe a, a player double or a player treble player card booking uh, up as well but that's something I'll be sharing in the channel um, over the weekend Yeah I think they're interesting Colum's actually been pretty well behaved this season he's, he's, not, he's not stolen his usual headlines that he usually does he's averaging just 3.82 um, but I think he's sent off more players than anyone else in the league maybe this season I think it's five red cards he's dished out um, and I it's think game. you said Dave, he uh, likes a penalty loves a penalty loves a, loves a red <laughs> card um, but yeah he's been pretty meagre with the yellows this season for whatever reason but he absolutely loves giving a penalty you just you just know that he'll, he'll love that run to this penalty spot <laughs> I can see it already <laughs> yeah, loves it, loves it. Uh, so it's two to one a red card uh, and it is 74 for a penalty. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's plenty of scope, I think, for some nice what little places bit. What place is Bellas, actually? We need to check what place he is. He loves an old firm booking, doesn't he? Yeah, so he's 65 to be carded. But there is a doubt over Alfredo Morelos, I believe. Uh, international duty? No, well, he was, I don't know if he was sent home from international duty with an injury or whatever, but I'm, I think there's some doubt over his participation at the weekend. Um, but, yeah, he's he's obviously favourite to pick up a card in, in Scott Brown's absence. And yeah, I think not... that, that, that would be huge because he has been on in terrific form. I mean, whatever you think about Morelos, he's been brilliant the last few weeks and uh, he's such a massive part of that Rangers team. So if he doesn't play, I think um, Celtic will fancy their chances if he's not there, I would think. 
So the biggest habit, Rangers 11 to 8, Celtic 2 to 1 and 9 to 4, the draw. And just to confirm, you guys are going for a draw. Uh, I've actually gone for something like, <laughs> oh, like oh. I've gone for uh, over three Rangers corners, over three Celtic corners, and both teams to receive a card, which is pretty pretty low risk, and yeah. that's 1.83. So that's, I think that's a reasonable place angle. Which, yeah, reasonable, without getting too carried away. But I'll be doing some sort of Hollywood bet builder on Sunday morning. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You have to do uh, those Hollywood bet builder. But I think you'll need at least four players, though, because the prices for cards in this game are ridiculous. Yeah. There's about a dozen players less than two to one. There's lots of players at six to five, fifteen to eight, six to four. So, yeah, you're not going to get rich doing a over three game, over three player card travel, unfortunately. To be fair, looking at bet three six fives list that are under two to one, there's quite a few that aren't going to feature. David Tongo, yes. James so the, McCarthy, the, the, this happens um, in every single match that bet three six five cover. They have a list of players who have either left the club, who never play, who left 1974 just, I think um, what's the main one Zorro 6-4 yeah, yeah. to be fair that's based on him starting but he's never going to start no I mean I'm surprised they've not priced up Scott Brown that they're, they're so lax on it but uh, yeah so I think there is some value there once you can uh, dig into the team news and, and um, if that's known then there's definitely some value in terms of cards there Um Okay, well, uh, Greg, I guess you'll put that on your channel once you've decided what angle you're going to go with. Yeah, um, that'll go up over the weekend, yeah. Okay, good stuff. Okay, into the Championship, and as I touched on earlier, there's uh, only three fixtures in the Championship this weekend, two of which are on Friday night. Greg, Kilmarnock are just doing everything that you'd hope they would be doing, having backed them at 64 to win the title. Um, They've got a chance on Friday night to go seven points clear of a broth who don't play until Saturday. Yeah, they're in good shape, Kilmarnock. Another good one at the weekend. They've now won six of the last seven, I think. They're scoring goals as well. Obviously, Kill Lafferty is doing exactly what we thought you'd do. And I think Kilmarnock are exactly now where we thought they'd be come January. And I'm not saying that in hindsight. I just think we felt that their team was the best in the league. And we thought Derek McInnes might have uh, an impact on that. And ultimately, we'd expect Arbroath to kind of slip away. Mm-hmm. And I think Arbroath uh, draws a kill with them at the moment, yeah. which is fantastic news for everyone concerned. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just cruel. Everybody um, Well, we'll play them in the playoffs, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a massive, massive game. Kilmarnock could go seven points clear, then puts massive pressure on Arbroath, who I must admit, I don't think they'll go to this own win at the weekend. Uh, that's another tough game for them not that Thistle are in any great shape themselves to be fair but I think Furhill's a tricky place to go poor pitch probably still got another draw for our growth but yeah what a chance for Kilmarnock to put real kind of daylight between them and our growth but as Dib said I think you said as well Morton decent at home Diggy Emery's had a good little spell there now the last couple of months um, <sighs> even money for the win 11 to 10 for two Kilmarnock goals. Very, very tempted to get involved. But I think because I've got so much riding on Kilmarnock, I'm happy just to sit and watch this one. Dev, mm. you aren't totally convinced that even money's the right price for Kelly, are you? you think Morton will, will give them no, a game on Friday? Morton are unbeaten in the last six at home, and I think it's it's a very tough place to go and, and win. I think I watched the Kilmarnock game on Saturday because obviously something weren't playing, and I wasn't that impressed of it. 
got to be honest, I suppose they got the win and Lafferty is the difference. I think he he looks that extra bit of magic that you need at this time of the season just to go over the line. But I wouldn't be surprised to see this finish as a draw. Um, and that would be, maybe both teams to score would be an outside bet here, but I, I wouldn't be touching this one, to be honest. Yeah. And you've kind of touched on a both tricky trip to Firhill on Saturday. Thistle have blown it big time, haven't they? They got themselves into a position where they look like they could challenge for a uh, top spot, but they've lost four in a row. Um, are both, it's hard to say they've blown it. They've had such a good season, but they've now just taken 11 points from the last 27 available. So again, this just looks like another game that very difficult to call. Well, Thistle, the Thistle title train lasted four days. <laughs> <laughs> um, they beat Queen of the South about three weeks ago in the midweek. Um, lots of talk of a Thistle title challenge by the Thistle fans on, on social media. And they then lost, what as you say, the, the next four games. A bit disappointed to hear um, McCall's comments after they defeated Kilmarnock, saying he was very, very pleased with the, the performance. I'm like, well, you're trying to get promoted and you've just been beaten 2-1, you've lost four in the spin. It's not a time for being pleased with performances, it's about getting points on the board. Yeah. So they'll, they'll need to make sure they get points on the board as well still to, to get into the playoffs. Um, Wraith Rovers obviously just behind them a point behind I think at the moment Wraith Rovers are so this only I've got a job to do as well so they'll be keen to get back to winning ways and get some points on the board but I, I do think our both I don't think they'll win this match on Saturday Yeah both have actually are unbeaten against Thistle this season. They've beaten them twice and drawn. And in fact, unbeaten against Patrick Thistle in the last eight games. And indeed, unbeaten in the last 21 years against Patrick Thistle. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. It was 2001 uh, when uh, Patrick Thistle last beat our both. But yeah, I think Thistle's pitch and fixture backlogs just caught up with them. They've... They've had a really bad run. I think they're not a bad side, but they're not playing particularly well. This one has got draw written all over it. I think they're both a probably reasonable shout at 2-1 to win, but I wouldn't be touching it. Um, another draw for me. Championship of draws. Draw central. I was just going to set you up there, Div. Yes. The other game on Friday night is Air v Hamilton. We were looking at a championship draw treble this weekend. Yeah, I fancy all three to be really close games. I mean, they are unbeaten and they've played uh, Hamilton four times this season in all competitions and they're unbeaten, two wins and two draws. Hamilton have only lost one of the last nine games, though. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of draws in there. I mean, it is a league of draws, uh, very evenly matched teams. So I do fancy a couple of quid on all three games to be draws, which is just over 30 to 1. Um, bit of a Hollywood one, but you know, I, you know I'm not shy of a Hollywood bet. <laughs> You're not. I've seen the, the Pine Bothero Challenge. Uh, My dad said to me, Dev, you don't put the Hollywood bets on, you don't get the Hollywood bet wins. Yeah, so just worth a wee bit of interest. Uh, two of the games, obviously, on Friday night, uh, I think they pay 9 to 1, the double, uh, the two draws. But I think I like the look at all three. 30 to 1. Go big or go home. <laughs> Keep out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. OK, we'll quickly run through. We've got a couple of bets in League One and League Two. The one that jumped out for me was Airdrie Onions at even money to win against bottom of the table East Fife. Airdrie, massive chance last weekend to close that gap on Cove, but conceded a, a 94th minute equaliser, I think it was. But they're now 16 unbeaten in the league, and I just can't fathom why they're even money away to an East Fife side who are propping up the table, Div. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I've marked this down. I think Airdrie Evans looks far too far too big. They've beaten East Fife three times this season, three 0 twice, and one 0 uh, in Fife previously this season. So they've yet to even lose a goal to them. Um, seven without defeat away from home. East Fife got pumped three nothing at home by Alawa last Saturday. So it's just all adds up. You can't really argue against it. I think Airdrie it's too big. Uh, I know they'll be disappointed they lost that last minute goal last week, but Cove have got a tough game at uh, Farhill on Sunday against Queen's Park this week. So they've still got a glimmer of hope. And if they can put the pressure on them by winning this game on Saturday, then yeah, I think and I think they will. Greg, the, that even money has even got a favourite bookie scratching his head. Yeah, speaking to Paul Petrie today, he could not understand uh, why Airdrie were 11 to 10. And incidentally, I don't think I've ever called Airdrie Airdrionians before, even though that's the proper. Uh, just, well, Sunday well, if, I'm, if I'm going to give <laughs> every Sunday name, I might as well give Airdrie their Sunday name as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange one. Um, I don't think anybody can make a case for these five. I think the only thing that's in their favour is that at home. Uh, and, and that's it. They got dispatched very easily last weekend against Aloha. Airdrie, 16 games unbeaten, having a terrific season, but that must have been an absolute sickener for them last week. Mm-hmm. To go within two points and right in the mix, automatic promotion to, again, needing some things to happen for them now. What a goal it was as well. It was man. an absolute Goodness. screamer, wasn't it? Oh, dear, oh dear. Last kick of the ball, man. Unbelievable goal. Having said that, Cove don't play until Sunday because they're away to Queen's Park, who obviously play at Fur Hill with Patrick Thistle playing on Saturday. So it's still a chance for Airdrie to close this gap. It's five points just now. That would bring it back down to two and put a wee bit of pressure on Cove on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. It's not all out, but yeah, I think that's just a, psychologically, the Airdrie players must have been absolutely sickened after that goal at the weekend. But they pick themselves up and dust themselves down and get three points on Saturday. Yep, Airdrie are also 10 to 11 to score over one and a half, so that might be an alternative angle as well. Um, I'm always dead wary. I think this is going to be one of those bets where everyone and their grannies on Airdrie at even money, and those are always the ones that end up tripping us up, aren't they? They absolutely are. They really yeah. are. <laughs> uh, elsewhere in League One, debut quite like the look of Aloha at home to Dumbarton Park. Yeah, I think Aloha are going really well now under Brian Rice. They've obviously had a really disappointing season, but... Only one defeat in the last six, which was against Airdrie. Um, they thrashed East Fife 3 nothing last weekend. They beat them Barton at the start of that six-game run that I've just mentioned. They beat them Barton at the Rock uh, not that long ago. Uh, albeit Dumbarton did win at Alloa, uh, but that was in November when Barry Ferguson was there. And, you know, that's, doesn't that's count, a, does it? <laughs> doesn't count. Um, so I do fancy Alloa. I think they're just under evens, 1.95. I think that looks good. Uh, Dumbarton are Pretty poor, pretty poor run of form. Alawa, albeit not a huge amount to play for, but as I say, still in good form and they'll be looking to keep that momentum going. So I do fancy them this weekend. I don't imagine you'll disagree, Greg. You've gone against them, Barton, quite a few occasions this season. Yeah, I think we've been against them from day one, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> and they started the season off really well as well, Dumbarton. <laughs> but yeah, they're on a pretty woeful run considering a lot of goals. They'll be boiled by last weekend's 0-0 draw home to Montrose, which was an absolute uh, coupon buster. Over to, over to you, Dev. <laughs> no, honestly, Montrose have done me so many times this season. I'm now, me and Montrose are over. I'm not backing for or against them ever again. They, every time I don't back them, they beat everybody for like 3-4-0. And, and then as soon as I get anywhere near them, it's now now they're getting beat by flipping Clyde. God knows what else. They're just a disaster. 
Um, so Montrose are in my bad books. I'm not touching them again. <laughs> I know they're playing Falkirk this week, and Falkirk are absolute dug meat, but I'm still not touching Montrose ever again. <laughs> and I, I urge everybody else to avoid them like the plague. I wanted to give you the opportunity to get that off your chest. Oh, I hate yeah. them. I'm, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. But, Mike, oh, they've cost me so much money this season. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I think we've all got a team like that. Mines has probably taught them Hotspur. Oh, Ooh, well. I, I should know better than backing them, but they just seem to, no, no matter when I back them, they just never seem to win. But um, yeah, so they won't be sponsored by Pine Bobble next season. End of. No, absolutely not. Uh, both have always been my favourite Angus side, um, and I'm, I think I get similar the, the, to the um, East Fife Airdrie match. It's difficult to make a case for Dumbarton. So I think both Allo and Airdrie would be a pretty decent double, to be fair. Mm. Okay, anything else in League One before we move on? Um, Falkirk at home to... No! <laughs> Montrose. I don't think Falkirk have won back-to-back games this season, or since the very start of the season. So they got beat last weekend away at Peterhead. They're just a shambles, Falkirk, on and off the pitch. They're 27 points behind at the top of the league, I think. Um, I initially looked at Falkirk double chance and over 1.5 match goals, but it's since shortened, which has allowed me to just leave it alone now. I think it's only three to four for that to happen. And that was just purely based on the fact that they're at home and they can avoid defeat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've only won five at home out of 15 this season. Yeah, in a really bad shape they've yeah. not even made the playoffs they're six points behind the playoffs so they've got a mountain to climb to even make the playoffs I don't I don't think they'll do that yeah and it uh, brings us on nicely to Kelty Hearts who'll be joining them in League One next season and that's going to be another you know difficult team for Falkirk to try and get out <laughs> that League One that they seem to have been stuck in for that purgatory forever yeah it'll be a fascinating league next season um, League One Kelty will come up not sure what's going to happen in terms of the championship drop-off. It's looking likely Queen of the South will go down. Um, Dunfermline trying to get out of that playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So it's a direct fight between Ayr and Dunfermline, I think, at the moment. But I would fancy either Dunfermline or Ayr to see off anybody in the championship, in the League One playoff. Could be Airdrie. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one to call. Yeah, you often think that the momentum lies with the team that's coming up. You know, uh, if they finish the season quite strongly versus a team who's kind of slugged it out at the bottom of the table, don't you? Yeah, no doubt Falkirk will go off next season. As, <laughs> 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 as they do every season. Uh, yeah, that'll be fascinating to see how that pans out. Uh, mentioned Kelty Hearts there, so they are now champions in League Two and can look forward to League One next season. They play away to Edinburgh City on Friday, Div, and we spoke pre-podcast about how many times we see teams just switch off after they've been crowned champions or, or done what they've, they've had to do this season. Yeah, it came up both ways, obviously, because they have kind of stumbled over the line a little bit. They've not been in their usual impressive form in the last few weeks, so the pressure's obviously all off now. But I just, yeah, you just have that nagging feeling that they might have been partying all week and that they just turn up with their flip-flops on. Uh, Edinburgh City have not been in good form at all, but they desperately need the points. They're at home on a Friday night. I don't know, they've, co- they've caused Kelty some problems this season. Um, they've, they've scored twice against them in two of the games they've played a 2-2 draw and a 3-2 defeat and they only lost 1-0 in Kelty uh, in five sorry so yeah so I've, I've got a sneaking feeling Edinburgh City double chance is massive 2.37 
I just, I, I think that's way too high. I mean, I've seen teams completely go under the bus after winning a league. Uh, I've seen some money, actually. I always remember going to Inverness. We just won the first division. And we had beaten everybody all season. And we went to Inverness and got beat 5 nothing. Um, and we were all behind the goals chant. We won six and things like that. It was just a complete <laughs> shambles. Uh, last time we won the championship, we got beat by Falkirk twice in three days after winning the league. Um, and they were terrible that season. So it just shows you, they do switch off. Players are only human, they switch off. So although Edinburgh City have been terrible, I do fancy that. I think it's a, a reasonable shout, uh, given that Kelty will have been partying a little bit this week. You buying into that, Craig? <laughs> no. I am on the, I'm on, no, I'm not. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. I must say that Kelty Hearts recently... 1-0, 3-1, 1-0, 1 0 3 one, one, nil, one, nil, one, nil, one nil. So they're not scoring goals. Most of the games are only seen one goal in them, to be fair. So there's every chance um, Edmund City could sneak a, a little draw here. But I, I don't think they'll win the match. But ultimately, the double chance angle, it's not the worst of shouts. Yeah, they're 19-4, to so nearly 5-1 to one, to one Friday night. Not for me. Yeah, I wouldn't be touching that. But I just think double chance... It's just a wee Friday night punt to go along with your <laughs> many draws in the championship. Well, interestingly, if you look at Kelly Hearts' last um, five away matches, three one nils and two nil nils. Mm. Yep, there you go. May not just be a classic. Uh, okay, where well, we might see some goals, Greg, is Albion Rovers v Elgin City. It's eighth v ninth as both of them try to finish as high up the table as they can, away from that relegation spot. Yeah, Albion Rovers seem to be end of season um, world beaters over the last couple of seasons they tend to come onto a game in the last few months of the season I well, don't like know why they're doing it again don't they yeah they're doing it again they, they drew with Kelty they drew with Forfer they've then gone and beat Sterling Albion who at that point were in a decent run of form and they've then gone battered uh, form side Annan and that would have been an absolute cooping buster on, yeah. on, on Saturday last week I was feeling a bit smug because I opted to go for Annan to score two <laughs> on the basis they don't concede, they concede too many goals, Annan. Um, but for this one here, they're playing on Elgin's side, who've also in a decent run of form at the moment too. But Elgin's away form, though, is it's dire. Not as bad as Aberdeen's. I don't think anybody's away form is as bad as Aberdeen's, but one win and 11 away from home. I just think both teams can score in this match. And I think the over 2.5 line at even money it's worth taking on. Yeah, I mean, it's not a fixture that jumps out, but I guess with so much on the line for both sides as well. Yeah, you look at the, this fixture itself, it does produce a lot of goals. I think mm. eight of the last 11 meetings between the two sides have yeah. seen at least three goals, yeah. and every one of the last 11 has seen two goals scored. I just think the, the even money on th- on 2.5s is really, is really generous, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything for you from League 2, Div? No, that was it. I, I kind of switched off once I, I, I was that impressed with my Kelty Hearts shout. I didn't look at anything else, <laughs> I'm quite to be honest. Uh, we should also mention that there is the, the Challenge Cup final on Sunday. Div, I tried to find where the game was being played and I couldn't. Uh, Is that Airdrie? It's at Airdrie. Airdrie Onions, I think you, you'll find it called. <laughs> Airdrie Onions. <laughs> um, and couldn't find any odds on it either. But we have Wraith Rovers v Queen of South. Not quite sure how we ended up with those two teams in the final because they both had fairly abysmal seasons in different ways on the park, off the park. Um, 
do you have any inclination as to how this might go? Um, I don't actually. Um, Queen of the South have kind of had a, they had a, a wee resurgence under Willie Gibson and then it kind of seems to have gone off the rails a wee bit. And Wraith have just been a bit of a car crash uh, ever since just before Christmas, even before the Good Willie stuff. They were having a bit of a torrid time of it. I mean, they, they, they seem to be able to score goals, but they seem to concede with increasing regularity as well. So I suppose you could have an argument for goals in this game. It's a cup final at the end of the day. Um, I have been to a few of these Diddy Cup finals in my time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 and I'm refusing to confirm that I might have shed a tear even when, when my team lost a couple of these Cup finals. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so uh, it's still a good day out for the two sets of fans. But I To be fair, it's, it's a match that Neither side could, could they could do without. To be fair, I don't yeah, think probably, either side yeah. would want this match at this t- at this time. Uh, both have got more pressing matters in the league to contend with, and I think this is a distraction they could do without. Yeah, I ah. suppose the the, the 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 upside would be if you, if you win a cup, a cup's a cup, and you give everybody a wee lift going into the the, the kind of last few weeks of the season. But I would I would tend to agree. I think Wraith should win it. You know they're. they're, they're Clearly, a slightly better side if the league tables in to go by, but I wouldn't be touching this one. My bars, probably, to be honest. Yeah, I have to confess to having been at one of these finals before. In fact, I think it was the last time Queen of South won uh, the trophy, uh, and it was without doubt one of the worst games that I've ever been to. <laughs> and it was freezing. It was at Almondville, absolutely horrendous. Day. Right, I'll I'll beat that. <laughs> I was at St Johnston of Eastern Rar at Broadwood. Now, this, is, this, this is broad you, you before <laughs> before they had um, the stand behind the goal, the, the kind of the gym bit behind the goal. It was an open wind tunnel. Uh, we lost one 0 to a Danny Griffin own goal in the first six minutes. It was nineteen ninety six. It was. Uh, we took about four thousand to the game, maybe about a thousand to our fans, and we lost one 0 Did not go down well. <laughs> you you win. Okay. That's us covered the Scottish football in probably far too much detail than was necessary, if I'm being perfectly honest. But um, we'll just recap our bets for this weekend. Uh, Deb, if you can kick us off. Uh, well, my main ones are in, in League One, where I've gone for uh, a win for uh, Airdrie at East Fife and a win for Alloa uh, at home to Dumbarton. And then I've got my Hollywood Championship, three games all to be draws. And then I've got a raft of different uh, picks in the Premiership, which I won't bother going into too much. But I think it's probably the, the best one. I think you both liked was both Hibs and Dundee United to get over three corners, uh, 1.8 in, in that game. And I think Dun- Dundee Aberdeen over one and a half goals and over one and a half Dundee cards looks a good one to me as well. Yeah. Greg? Uh, before I got onto the bets of the weekend, the first one I'd like to highlight would be the Premiership on Saturday. All five Scottish Premiership games over 1.5 goals. I think just speaking through the games, everyone's got something to play for. Should be quite open a lot of the matches too, I think. But the bookies are certainly not having that. The bookies are very, very generous with the prices this weekend. So you're getting 13 to 2 for all five games on Saturday to be over 1.5 goals. Yep, I have some of that. So I'm on some of that. Um, first up, Dundee at home to Aberdeen. I'm taking Aberdeen double chance and over 1.5 match goals at even money. I did have Hibs v United over 3.5 match cards, but that is now 8 to 13 from 4 to 5. So I'll post something on the channel um, over the weekend before that match. Um, moving on to St. John's v Livingston. It's a bet builder. 
So St. Johnson double chance, over 0.5 match goals and over 2.5 match cards, and that pays even money. I will obviously have a bet builder from the Rangers Celtic match on Sunday, and that will be a card-based um, bet builder along with some corners. And finally, I'm taking Albion Overs v Elgin over 2.5 match goals at even money. Thank you, and don't think that I've forgotten about your card bet in the St. Johnson game. Have you picked out three Oh, players? yes, <laughs> I did. Um, I picked out Sean Rooney, yep. Jason Holt, yep. and Dan Cleary. Okay, any idea what uh, that is? 16 to 1. Nice, okay. So, Super Nap. Holt. <laughs> Say it again. Uh, Holt, Rooney, Rooney, and Cleary. Cleary for a 16 to 1 card treble. Nice one. We'll have a wee quid on that as well. Now, don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at PyInvolve. Uh, and of course, if you want to follow Greg's tips, you should join his Telegram channel. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up there. And of course, couldn't go away without mentioning Div's website, which is pieandbovel.com, where everything and Scottish football is put under the microscope in the forums there, so get involved over on the side. And that's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you and good luck. Cheers. <laughs>